This is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels, former TNA X Division Champion and former TNA World Tag Team Champion, and you are listening to the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Enjoy. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 85 of the TNA Cross Line Podcast. I am Bob Conley Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, we are coming out of a week where we have a new tag team champion. That's right. Singular. Because Abyss, last week, defeated his partner, tag team champion partner, HSIS, two. Mm-hmm. Claim both of them in a tables match. So now the question is, who will be Abyss's tag team partner moving forward? Because I believe technically this week, the way that it was said at least, he will be defending the titles against AJ Styles and whomever his partner is now going to be. Right. Now, Bob, don't forget, I think we have a pretty good idea who Abyss's partner might be. And that's the total package, Lex Luger. Oh, right. I was trying to forget about that. Yeah, well, he's back. And listen, I'm just going to answer. Bob did not ask me if I'm excited this week. Of course I am. It's a TNA show. Of course I'm fucking excited. Why wouldn't I be? Um, Because it's a TNA show. No, that's fucking totally wrong. Uh, TNA, you can inject this shit into my blood inject it into me and in just a few months you can double inject me because we're going to be doing well you guys will find out once we get there but right uh yeah man last week was an interesting show nonetheless a bunch of shit happened i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say the card right now let's just get the shit out of the way say what happened last week and we're gonna just we can we can discuss right do it uh, so we got our first look at Team Canada as a whole, not in a match, however, they were on the stage, because Petey Williams made his debut and defeated Jerry Lynn and Juventud Guerrera in the opening contest, which is uh, pretty fucking big, I'd say, for a debut match. Yeah, I mean, Petey looked kind of green, but you can definitely, right, see, right. You can definitely see the uh, potential there. Right. And it could have uh, been nerves, too, I guess. I would not blame him in the least. Uh, Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger squared off, and Diamond won by disqualification. So that was definitely going to be continuing. Mm-hmm. Then the, the team of Michael Shane and Shane Douglas defeated three live crew, and in this case it was Conan and Ron Killings, a rare Conan wrestling appearance with the group, as it seems. And BG, I believe, is on commentary for that match. Well, and the reason why for Conan being there was uh, Shane Douglas recently right. attacking him at the Spanish na- announce table. That's right. Then we had a very interesting match because Chris Harris faced off against Chase Stevens, and he defeated him. And then Vince Russo, our new director of authority, sent down Andy Douglas, and he defeated him. And then he called for another match, a handicap match, Chris Harris versus the Naturals, and he defeated them again. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, 
That was kind of crazy. We thought Russo was uh, being a little dirty there and maybe not quite the baby face we thought. But then we found out in a segment later in the show that he's actually just he's preparing him. He wants because Chris Harris has, I believe, a world title match coming up. And so he has to, you know, prepare him and get him ready to face Jarrett. Yeah. And everybody knows that uh, in order to cement your legacy as a main event, you got to beat the naturals. Right. Um, And then we had Raven and he brought in a new partner this week, Sabu. Defeating the Gathering in a tag team match, and then Bob already mentioned the main event. We had the control of the tag team titles. It was a tables match, and it was, by the way, a two out of three falls tables match. Oh, that's right, I forgot about that. Uh, and Abyss did beat Styles, and and Lex Luger made his uh, return at the end of that. And I gotta say, I think a pretty damn good tables match. The spots they did to go through the tables were crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and overall, Bob, we liked last week's show. And honestly, even reading it again, that's a pretty good show. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, and really, I, I do like that Sabu is back. I think that's. Uh... I do too, and we, you know we we discussed it probably last week too. But Sabu's not doing bad at this time. He's still he's still doing yeah. pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and enjoyable to watch. Um, will we see him again after that, do you think? I mean, do you think really think that we're going to keep seeing Sabu in, in a consistent basis? Uh, I could see him last in a few weeks. To kind of... A month or two, you know, like maybe a program or whatever. Okay. I mean, I'd be fine with that. Why not? I think the real question is, like, he's not that reliable. Right. I so, feel like that... I feel like Sabu would end up almost turning into the same deal as Sandman where it's like he needs to be in a hardcore match or like why bother doing anything, you know? Well, yeah. And hadn't you mentioned that like he no-showed appearances recently too? Uh, I do believe we we discussed that, um, if I'm not mistaken, unless I'm remembering wrong, but yeah. I do think that was talked about. Yeah, I think, uh, I think he recently like just didn't show up to the asylum. Well, what can you do? It's wrestling, though. It's wrestling. You can bring him back anytime you want. Exactly. Uh, well, with all that said, we got we got a new authority figure. We're under new management once again. Weird, weird coincidence, as we've discussed previous weeks. Don Callis is gone, and and not storyline wise, he actually left. He put in his notice. He's gone from the company. So they brought in babyface Vince Russo. And it was an interesting start. So we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that here during this uh, news and notes section. Born uh, again Vince Russo. Born again Vince Russo. That's right. Uh, but before we get too far into it, Bob, like I said, we liked the last week's show. Mm-hmm. What do you think that the readers of The Observer thought about it? Um, I'm going to say that you wanted a thumbs up. Well, unfortunately, only 6.9% gave it a thumbs up. How many? 6.9%. Uh, wow. that, that's because uh, 90% gave it a thumbs down. Holy shit. That was not that bad of a show. What are they no. talking about? Uh, and 3.4 were in the middle. Uh, what do you think was voted on as the best match? Uh, Abyss and AJ. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, in second place was Diamond and Swinger. Oh, my apologies. I just gave you the worst match. <laughs> Sorry. I it, The way it was written made it look like it was next in line. Yeah, so there you go. Spoiler alert. Swinger and Diamond was voted on as the worst match of the show. Wow. All right. Just disappointing. I, I, that might have been my second guess. So. Yeah. Well, and, and as he's mentioned before, uh, Dave Meltzer, that is, from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Uh, he says here, history has shown a strong correlation between our responses and the buy rates, ups and downs for both this group and WWE in the past. But it's clear that people have pretty much given up on them. It's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Um, so let's let's kind of dive into this. We have a bunch to talk about here. Uh, not super long form, but there is one note that is a little bit longer. Normally, it's something I'd probably save for during the show. But because it's got quite a bit to talk about, we are going to talk about it before the show or we're probably going to miss a match uh, but i'll get to that one in just a minute hang on let's just say it has to do with teddy hart i'll just leave it at that and then no, hang, hang tight no. for just a minute oh, yeah. yeah so it is noted here um even with icp going on their website saying they weren't going to be there last week uh, because they had to do some recording uh, but they were scheduled to be back on march 3rd which is the show we're about to watch and shoot an angle as the plan was for icp to be on the march 10th tape show with the ultimate x matches uh, they still did draw about 11:50 last week a pre-line show that it appears to be about 70 percent was freebies and there were very few fans in icp juggalo gear so them announcing that they weren't actually going to be there Kind of, you know, you can see how that correlation worked out. And, and I think it was noticeable they weren't just chanting for ICP all week. Uh, also, one of the things that Vince Russo did on his return, which I think is really fucking disappointing, is the cage dancers are gone. Yeah, what kind of bullshit is that? Uh, I don't know. But Dave Top is just going to be stuck with uh, Fair Play now. Fair Play, right. It's funny because Dave mentions until it was pointed out on air as a move made by Russo, he hadn't even noticed it. <laughs> and then I think that's really funny. I don't think we did either until it was. And they said it and it was like, wait a second. Right. Yeah. Uh, and kind of bouncing off of that a little bit. Alvarez mentions uh, they they've had some TV executives backstage for the past few weeks, which might be why they got rid of the cage dancers. And also, apparently, Chris Harris was apparently yelled at for making a profane statement on the telecast, which he goes on to note is available on pay-per-view, only on pay-per-view, for $9.95, and that the profane statement was the word ass. You got so, yelled at for that? Yeah, he got in trouble about that, uh, apparently. Um, and he says, uh, who would have ever thought that TNA would eventually move to having almost no T or A whatsoever, and definitely no A, because can't say ass. Right. Yeah, kind of silly. That is uh, stupid. I mean, they've said a lot of worse things, and... To get yelled at for saying ass on pay-per-view? I know there's, like, TV executives around or something, but come on. Yeah, exactly, right. Uh, we, we mentioned Luger's return, and it's very much implied that he's going to be Abyss's partner. I don't know if I really like that idea at all, but it, it's implied. Uh, they are having Jarrett defend the NWA title on March 17th against Chris Harris. Russo is now in the role of the babyface director of authority, and he's trying to toughen up Harris before his title shot. And they had, of course, those three matches in a row that we have discussed already as well. Russo in the beginning, I believe it was right in the beginning of the show, either after the first match or 
right before. Arusso did that long promo to make himself a face, but that backfired incredibly. Russo was near tears, which I actually did notice, by the way. Mm-hmm. He very he was getting very emotional. But apparently that turned some folks off. Uh, then he talked about how everything he had done in wrestling was wrong, and he really was the Antichrist. But people were chanting bullshit and boring until Jarrett came out, and they actually cheered Jarrett. And of course, the, he talked about everything he did in wrestling, from promoting violence and nudity, and people cheered and booed when he said that that was wrong. Uh, and talking about how much money he made and all that kind of stuff. And then Jarrett kind of beat down on him, but he kind of took it, you know. He wasn't going to hit back. He just took it. Well, what I don't understand is, like, wrestling is violence no matter what you, like, promote. Right. You kind of— What's the big deal? So why bullshit about it, yeah. Yeah. Very good point. Uh, It's also noted that Jerry Lynn was— still legitimately mad at Hoovy for not protecting him on his 911 Hoovy driver a few weeks ago, and the two didn't work together very well in the match. Uh, and Dave actually said that that three-way match didn't click very well, which I don't know if I... I thought it was fine, but I think, uh, you know, PD, like you mentioned, kind of being a little bit greener, he's newer, probably affected that more than anything, but apparently there might have been some little heat going on in that as well. Yeah, I mean... I think I kind of sensed that they weren't, like, clicking on all cylinders, but I thought it was still a decent three-way. Yeah, I agree. Um, And also, I did forget this. I skipped right over it. Uh, After Raven and Sabu won, Raven did challenge Jared, so he's still... I didn't forget about my destiny. That kind of stuff. Um, That's the majority of our stuff here, Bob. Uh, But that being said, I'm going to give you this crazy note. Uh, I got the rash report. And then explosion, and we're into the show. I told Bob before he got on the air this week, pretty light news week. So, you ready for this? Yeah, hit me with it. Okay, so, the return of Teddy Hart on February 25th brought its share of news and speculation. Now, if you recall, we did talk uh, that he filmed the first round match of the next America's X Cup last week. Right. So, so that happened last week. He was shown on camera with crutches. Right. Um, we'll get a little bit to the crutches in a minute, but he got into a fight before the show, and then he injured that knee during the show, like during his match. So the crutches were because of that, both of which, given his reputation, have been questioned. During the afternoon, Punk was eating at the White Trash, which is a real name. It's a White Trash Cafe which is near the fairgrounds and in Nashville, and it allows the wrestlers to eat for free, which is a pretty cool deal, I think. Yeah. Uh, Hart came in and, according to one eyewitness, asked Punk if he had a problem with him. Since Hart and Punk have never, rip, never ripped uh, on each other on the internet since the November 1st explosion at Ring of Honor. So, do we got a problem? I don't know. Uh, In fact, two weeks earlier, when the rumors got out that TNA was going to bring Hart back, Punk told people that he was going to slap him when he walked through the doors of the asylum. That's funny. Right. Uh, And, and, you know, wrestlers talk about that kind of stuff, and, uh, you know, sometimes nothing happens. So nobody really paid attention to it. Well, those close to Punk say that he hates Hart with a passion and probably does even more now. Uh, Hart was wearing his headphones, which many think he doesn't even have on, and was smirking before Punk bumped him, 
and Punk made a comment, and Hart either couldn't hear it because of his headphones, or others believe pretended not to hear it. When Punk repeated it, they ended up outside of the cafe. The two were talking, with neither shouting at each other. Eyewitnesses did see Hart take off his headphones, and then Punk slapped him very hard. Punk probably figured that it would be, but didn't realize that it would be, that would be it. Oh, okay, sorry. I read these too fast. Punk would figure that it probably would be it. Like, that's it. But didn't realize that Hart has trained in boxing and responded with an overhand right that decked Punk. Hart got in two more shots on the ground as Punk had a black eye and a goose egg before Sabu jumped in, which is just the oddest sight I can think of in my head. This is like a great three-person brawl. (laughs) Dude. Uh, so everybody stopped because Sabu, as nutty as he can be, is a vet and is respected, particularly by heart. Uh, there were others watching that did nothing until Sabu jumped in, and then the other wrestlers helped Sabu out. Um, they, they, when they were being separated, they were yelling at each other with that, you know, you want, you want some more kind of type stuff. Uh, Punk, who lost a little face because he started it and got the worst of it, was saying later that he was going to get him before the day was over. Until people in the company made it clear to him that if he tried, then he'd be gone. So, since Hart came in with skepticism, the only reason he wasn't fired is because there were many eyewitnesses who all, including those who hate Hart, said that Punk started it. And that the only thing Hart could possibly be faulted for was smirking, making the trouble worse, and retaliating after the slap instead of walking away. It was understood that he'd done that. People... People would have called him a pussy, so he was. It was a no-win situation. No, I wish that this was it. I'm not done. Oh my god! Between these same guys? Yeah. So both were brought in to talk with Don Harris, who told both of them that they were brought in to be professionals. Fucking and, Don Harris being professional. Okay. Yeah. The irony. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. Uh, and if there was another incident with either of them, they'll be fired. Being that this involves Hart, who at his last MLW show, did his own work angles similar to this with both Steve Carino and Brian Danielson. It's natural to be skeptical. Uh, and it, you know, he kind of talks a little bit about that. Uh, there are even those who believe that Hart and Punk probably worked it out and even hit each other hard enough to make it believable. But others in TNA have claimed that they believe it was a work. So is it a work? Is it not? Uh, but the company had nothing to do with it. Uh, with word going around backstage that they're that they worked their own angle for ROH, noting Hart did a videotaped interview later in the week for RF Video, and they were uh, pub- publicizing it by take by talking about Hart's reaction to the incident. Uh, those very close to Punk are positive it is not a work because Punk hates Hart with a passion. Rob Feinstein of Ring of Honor said he believed it was real because when he suggested the idea of the two doing a match off their in- internet uh, problems before this happened, Hart was willing, but Punk refused to work with him. Hart was telling people that it was only because there were eyewitnesses that Punk threw the first blow that they didn't fire him. So that's a lot. So what did Teddy Hart do wrong? Teddy Hart apparently smirked and then CM Punk slapped him. So I know that they had, as you mentioned, like an issue at the Ring of Honor show. Right. Back in, I think you said November. 
Um, Apparently, they just which, don't like each other. Let me look it up real quick. I'm pretty sure I, I think I know the uh, the reasoning. Uh, if I can find it quickly here, of course it's not on the first page. Why would it be on the first page? Right. Uh, all right, November. There's two shows. I think it's the main event spectacle one. Is that right? I have no November first. Yeah, so main event spectacles then. Uh, there was a scramble cage match, which would have been between the Backseat Boys, which is Johnny Cashmere and Trent Acid, against the Carnage Crew, DeVito and Loke, the Next Generation Heart Foundation, which is Jack Evans and Teddy Hart, the SATs, Joel and Jose, and then Special K, Angel Dust, and Hydro. And I believe that in that match, uh, Teddy and Jack were, like, diving off of the platforms on the top of the cage which mm-hmm. was not like really supposed to happen and i believe that cm punk as a locker room leader took issue with that and really was uh you know very vocal about that towards teddy and jack That's very if interesting. i if i'm remembering correctly wow well i wish i was said i you know i wish i could say i'm i'm done but there's a little bit more about this Teddy Hart drama. Oh, my fucking God. Okay, go ahead. And this kind of plays more into um, the injury situation. So Hart then wrestled the taped match for the March 10th America's X Cup deal against Mr. Aguila. Okay, that's all I'm telling you. I ain't telling you who won. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Okay, I do. But I'm not telling you. Okay. Uh, from several sources, though, that did steal the show. That So... If we got something to look forward to, there we go. Now, he was scheduled to work later on the live pay-per-view in the three-way against Jerry Lynn and Hoovy, and it was booked that he, Hoo, or Hart was going to pin Hoovy. Uh, the three were in the ring to work out the match before the show, uh, and after his match with Mr. Aguila, Hart said that he had a knee injury and was on the live show with the crutches. However, Aguila was telling friends that Hart told him before the match that they were planning spots that he was going to do a knee injury angle. So, um, and we're going to see when the, how this happens during the match next week. That's next week's show, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but both the trainer and the massage therapist that worked on Hart believed that he was really hurt, but not seriously, as they found no knee damage. Hart did wrestle four days later for Jersey All-Pro against Homicide, using the bad knee as part of his storyline including when he did the job. Uh, his storyline excused for it on the mic, or he, he, his storyline excused for it on the mic. So I'm guessing few take it uh, seriously nowadays. Some wrestlers claim that when Hart left the building with no crutches, he was walking without a limp. Others said in the hotel later that night, uh, Hart didn't have the crutches, which made people suspicious, but that he was, that he was limping, whether a cell or not. They weren't sure. But to kind of play off of this even more, according to those familiar with him in Calgary, he has on more than one occasion pulled out a work knee injury, including once even working family members Bruce and Ross, because he attempts to be a martyr when mad things weren't going his way. Uh, One TNA source couldn't understand why he would put himself out of a match that would have been his highest profile win of his career, uh, it was 
that reason why many are believing he was hurt, plus citing the trainer believed him. Okay. Uh, number one, I'm going to predict how Teddy hurt himself. Well, you want to you want to give your prediction now or save it for next week's show? I'm gonna give it now. Okay, let's hear it. I think that he's gonna hurt himself by doing a springboard moonsault to the floor, and he's gonna hit his legs on the guard railing. Really? Because the amount of times that I have seen that exact spot happen, I probably couldn't tell you the number. Because I've watched my fair share of Teddy Hart in Jersey All Pro and all these other independents, and he does that move, and almost every single time, he smashes his kneecaps on the guard railing. Well, do you remember when we saw uh, Bad Influence versus the Young Bucks at the 2CW show, and Christopher Daniels, his shins hit the guardrail, and it was fucking brutal, and then he posted pictures on the internet later, and his entire lower legs were completely fucking purple. I do remember that. It was insane. Yeah. Uh, well, that's pretty much everything I got, Bob. The only other thing that is noted here that I did not know last week is that the other first-round matches seemingly did take place last week, but they were not listed in my notes. So everything first-round was filmed last week, and I bet you you could guess. After Explosion, they filmed the rest. And then after the show, they filmed some stuff. So very similar to... The first America's X Cup, um, as far as how they filmed everything. Uh, yeah, that just sounds like they're gonna. It seems like it's gonna be like a burnt out crowd. Yeah, it probably will be. That's what I'm kind of getting at here. That's what I feel like, at least. Well, I'm, let bur- me... I'm burnt out just listening to that. Yeah, well, right. Uh, let me give you the explosion card, uh, and then Bob, we can get into the show, man. Uh, so now I'm going to just say this as well, because they tape, they are taping explosion matches, assumingly in advance. You may hear some of these matches again next week. I'm just covering our bases. If it happened before the show, I feel like I need to tell you guys. I just want to be informative. Do my yeah. research, right? There's nothing wrong with repeating things. I repeat things all the time. Right. So and you know what? We could have new listeners. Exactly. That's so true. So on the March 3rd episode, which we're about to watch in just a few minutes, explosion number 69, according to Cage Match, was filmed. And it aired on March 7th, 2004. And it featured the following three matches. El Leon defeated Chris Stevens. Trinity defeated Poison. And BG James defeated John Saxon. And then there's a couple other matches. It looks like, oh, wait a second. This, I didn't realize this. My note, I have two different notes. Poison that Trinity fought, uh, people will know her as one dirty bitch, ODB. Oh, wow. And it looks like BG James's opponent has a, or no, sorry, is it Elion's? Oh, no, that's just, uh, that might be his next week's match. Uh, but in the in their newsletter, it's listed as one dirty bitch instead of poison. Cage match has it listed as poison. Um, so the observer also lists Elion uh, defeating Mike Youngblood, and then Don Harris and Chris Vaughn defeating Jason Porcaro and Ty Smiley. 
I don't think I know any of those people. Yeah, I didn't either, but they happened. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, usually with explosion, we get at least, you know. Yeah, it's a little bit weaker, and I'm just I'm gonna just credit that for the fact that um, it's taped and it's, you know, they have all the Mexico stars on. I don't know. Right. But yeah, man, that's all I got, and we do have some stuff. I wish I could really hype something up, but we'll talk about a couple things during the show. But I don't have a ton of uh, notes that are different. So. Well, that's fun. That's it. Bob. That's it. Am I now we can get into the show? Now we can get into the show, man. I'm That's shook it. about the whole Teddy Hart thing, really. I, I know. Me me too. <clears throat> Ridiculous stuff there. Uh all right. Well, if you guys want to watch along with us, head over to your uh Impact Plus app uh, to watch the March third, two thousand four weekly pay per view. The uh runtime that I've got is uh, one hour forty six minutes and forty seven seconds or one hour, 46 minutes and 46 seconds, depending on oh. if your uh, <laughs> if your version of it wants to go all the way to 47, because for some reason mine does not. It wants to just stay at 46. I thought you were going to say the same time again, because yeah, I usually say one time and then you say the other. But like then it'd be the same because we're. I technically guess I'm at zero. Right. You're at zero. I'm at 146.46 and then I progressively go down. Right. Is this an easier viewing experience for these uh, two-hour shows? Well, you know, teach their own, I guess. <sighs> yeah. Who, who cares, really? Uh, I'm going to count down from three, and when I say play, you can follow along with us or just listen to us continue to comprehend TNA storylines. Will Chris Harris prove himself to be a main eventer if Vince Russo has his, has his way? He will. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. Oh, creepy music. Oh, my God, Bob. I forgot the rash report. I already started the show, my friend. Pause it. Pause it. I'm kidding. I'm not pausing. I'm going to. I know. I'm joking. I'm going to tell you now during the uh, intro package here because the rash report does happen, you know, before the show. Sometimes he tells us stuff. So we're just getting a flashback. So I'm going to tell you now. It was back last week, and it strangely started off with a disclaimer. Quote, the views expressed in the following article do not necessarily reflect reflect the views of TNA Entertainment, its employees, or its parent company. Although it often fails at doing so, it is meant for the sole purpose of entertaining the readers on NWATNA.com and the author's minimalistic group of friendly professional acquaintances. What is he, is he, is he going to be shooting or something? What is I don't know. I think it's kind of more of a joke than anything. But. It has to be because usually it's all just positive stuff. It's like, right. oh, my God, TNA this week was a great show. It was critically just raved about. Uh, he did talk about the Teddy Hart and Punk deal and said just to make sure that he didn't look like an idiot later, he was going to proclaim the whole thing a work. He oh, also okay. addressed the Jake Roberts deal where he starved his snake to death, then said, quote, Let's all say a quick prayer for Frankie that Coco Beware is making a comfortable living. Uh, and then uh, Alvarez says that, uh, if I recall correctly, Frankie died in a house fire a few years back. Um, what? what? <laughs> uh, if, okay, hold on. I got to skip past the Coco Beware crap now. 
Um, yeah, because he's talking about Coco Beware's bird. Um, Borash appeared especially upset with the snake thing because he owned two himself. He went off on internet reporters who ripped the product despite never watching it. I still do that to this day because if you don't watch something and you're going to complain about it, you don't have a say if you want to ask me. Uh, I sort of wish he could rip on me for that, but unfortunately, I watch every single week. He's That's Alvarez is adding his commentary. Yeah. Um, and a story I had never heard before, Alvarez says, when talking about his mother, Borash mentioned an incident where Vince Russo's mother called into WCW Live once to see if little Vinny Rue was okay after a televised beating. Well, that's kind of funny. Yeah, and that's the Rash Report. That took you all of about under two and a half minutes to say. So, I thought we were going to have to and pause that, it and start the recording over. And, and this video package is still going on, so it doesn't even matter. We missed nothing. And since it's still going on, I'm going to take a spoonful <laughs> of my soup. Oh, you know what? Uh, I meant to ask you, that. Did you find out if... Uh, on this on YouTube TV now that Impact is on it is Impact the show actually on it or no? I do not know. Up to date one. Um, I'm assuming with this sports package on YouTube TV. Did you get it? No, I would need to know that for sure that that's what's going to happen. But at that point. I think the YouTube thing would be cheaper for me to do, and then why well, watch on a thirty-minute delay? The insiders thing, isn't it? That's like six yeah. bucks. Something like that. Yeah. The sports package is eleven. Look at look at look at the picture. Chris Harris. Oh, thank God, Bob. The fucking uh, song is back. What again. season are they on? I have no idea. It's their 20th year. Okay, season so season 20. 20 then. I guess season 20. All right. Well, I'm going to find out right now. Right. Why do you have the package? Yeah, I redownload. I re-got it. I got rid of it, and then I got it back. In case you're wondering, Dallas, if you were to get it, at 10 a.m., they are airing uh, Destination X 2007. Whoa. Throwing it out there. Week two of Vince Russo as the oh. NWA Director of Authority. Oh, no. What? What time is it on at? It's on 8 o'clock on Thursday. Son of a bitch. Um, Bob, look at this. Kevin, Kevin Northcott. Northcott with oh, a Triple H shirt. Who's your that, daddy? That logo sense. is definitely a Triple H thing. Uh, but he's wearing gear, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's crazy. And he's shown the, the, the abs. I mean, they're not bad. I've seen better, but they're not bad. Oh, this is bullshit. It doesn't even have it on here, Dallas. Come on. Why the fuck do I have this now? It has the BTI. Oh, that's cool. And it's not on after the BTI? Wait, hang on. Let me, I'm pretty sure... I read this right. Uh, Kevin Northcote looks to be facing oh. Chris Harris. His next test, Bob. Yeah, no, it's... I don't understand. It has BTI 730. Right. 
and then it goes to TNA Epics at nine. That's weird. And there's Impact Wrestling at ten, but it's from January twentieth, two thousand six. Well, so they they're putting the good shit on there. How are you not going to put your fucking show on this? Maybe they can't. Maybe they can't. Bob, I don't know how these deals work, man. That's right. Two weeks from tonight, Chris Harris gets a shot at Jeff Jarrett's NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Bob, are you ready? Um, now I'm bummed, dude. Well. Cancel the, cancel the, the subscription. I literally am going to. <laughs> I only need it for Red Zone, and Red Zone's not even a thing. So I gave it a shot again, and it doesn't have what I want. So fuck it. This is riveting stuff here. We're trading hammerlocks between two of the biggest men in TNA. Shoulder block. North this is the Kai, most technical match we've seen all night. Northcut is like a tall guy, but then he's also very like skinny. Yeah, he's got skinny arms. He's just got like a skinny upper body. I, I mean, that's fine. You know, whatever. But wait a second. It doesn't really seem proportionate. They just said, "I don't." Did I hear that right? Hold on. I lost my my card. Oh wait, here we go. Yeah, I did hear that correctly. AJ Styles versus Abyss in a Falls Count Anywhere match tonight. So there goes our tag team title match, I guess. <laughs> Leaping clothesline by Chris Harris. So that means there's not a tag match. Correct. <laughs> Why does Kevin Northcott only do shoulder blocks? Maybe that's the only movie knows how to do. Might be true. Wait, they're saying... Wait, Keith Mitchell's getting word to Tanae that Chris Harris is going to have another match tonight. He's going to close the show. Against who? Let's hear it. That's he a sloppy Fez press. See, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's giving you a taste for the America's X Cup, Bob. Ugh. No, I don't. I like Chris Harris, but I don't want to have to see him wrestle twice. We don't all get what we want, Bob. You can't always get what you want. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he's got to fake Northcott and then have another match. Could you really believe that right now? And we don't even know who it's going to be against. Could it be the natural Dustin Rhodes? Uh, probably not. Um, who? I mean, who could be a good guest for that? You know, I know who. Who? Glenn Gilberti. That's some shit they do. David Young. North Maybe North the handicap man. Oh, Northcutt got slammed face first onto a chair, and then now Northcutt's purposely placing his head between the chair. I wonder why. Oh. 
Oh no. Oh. I mean, it made a nice sound, but that was one of the worst chairs getting thrown into the posts I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, North Carolina had his hand, like, blocking his throat. So. Well, I'm all for protecting yourself and all, but that looks so bad. Yeah. There's better ways to do it. Yeah, I definitely agree. Well, do you think that Lex Luger has got to get involved in the Styles Abyss match, right? Oh, Harris gets thrown into the post. James Storm's like, come on, buddy, let's do it. Come oh, on, he, he, James Storm's arm's not in a sling anymore. No, but he is in street clothes. They're throwing him to the wayside. Yeah. Um, I would imagine Luger would get involved. Right. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised if we never saw him again. So, to be fair, I didn't think we were going to. At least in a wrestling sense. Clothesline by Northcat. I didn't think we were going to see him again. Harris firing back with some right hands here. Or left hands, excuse me. He's a lefty. Northcott scooping a... Oh, Michinoku driver. Okay. Who does he think he is? Taka Michinoku? He's got this new gear, new attitude. <laughs> new gear, new attitude. What did I do with my phone? <sighs> Come on, Bob. You're a mess right now, dude. I have emergencies, man. This is so stupid. I was just comfortable watching my favorite rustlers. And now I don't know where my phone is. Bob's a mess. He has no idea. He thinks this is like Opad. <sighs> I'm disheveled. Oh, back elbow by Kevin Northcutt. Nope, slowed uh, over. I going for a DDT. Nope, suplex, stalling suplex. Nope, he didn't stall too long because Kevin Northcutt's the biggest fuck, and he drops him down. Both men down. Rudy Charles, our special referee for this match. Count to 10. Don't worry, Dallas. I found it. Okay. I'm back. I'm really glad about that, Bob. No, you're not. Don't lie to me. Back to my comfortable spot. Probably not. Oh, fuck. North got off the middle rope. Oh, goes for the next handle. Chris Harris counters it. Atomic drop. Close line. I feel like this match is going on a little longer than it should. Uh, not only that, Bob, but we, if you guys notice, we're not saying a lot. One is because I have soup in my mouth, but secondly, it's because they're only doing shoulder blocks and clotheslines. Crossbody off the top. North got kicks out of two. Uh, by the way, there's no uh, indie notes for Ooh, these guys. So good catch. Have, good catch. I don't have to worry about that. I don't know how oh, I feel about Cut's gear here. I don't know if I like it, man. Does he have a tattoo on his leg? Mm-hmm. Hmm. This is a good point. This is the first time we've seen Northcutt without Legend. What is he going for? A pump handle attempt. It looks like a suplex, maybe. Oh. 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 Oh, here's counters. Here's off the rope. Okay. Don't know. That was supposed to be a ducking a spear, it looked like. 
I, yeah, I don't know. Really, he didn't win with that. Come on. Um, Come on. You know, you know what I actually really appreciate after from that sequence is when uh, when Harris did like the back elbow. He didn't slap his leg. Hmm. That's true. That was nice. I think that there's, um, you know, a time and a place for that, but a back elbow is not one, so. No, I don't think there's really a time and place for it at all. I disagree. I think if, if you're good at it and you don't notice it, it's pretty, it's an effective Well, that's thing. what I'm saying. If I, if I notice it, then I feel like it's not a good thing. What yeah, is but. Did he, just, did he just miss a knee drop? Or did he, or did he like stagger? Northcutt's a mess. Northcutt is literally a mess. Catatonic countered the last one. Oh, he hits it. Oh, I thought Northcutt was going to kick I out. I thought he was about to kick out too. The winner and number one contender for the world heavyweight title. I hope they're not making – I mean, I know what they're doing with Chris Harris, but that would make it seem like as if Northcutt was in a number one contenders match. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's like, what? He's it's kind of silly. silly. Like, why are you announcing that? Scott Hudson and Trinity in the back. Listen, Scott. She's her own woman. Oh, New York Connection reference. There we go. Oh, Siaki, Simon, Diamond, Conan, Ron Killings, and D'Lo. Oh, Siaki says that was Russo that he was talking to. Oh. There's that con- confirmation. We did talk about that as a rumor. Yeah, and then Trinity storms off here. So now we have, oh, there's a 10-man tag. We have Diamond, Siaki, D'Lo, Conan, and Ron Killings. You'd call me a liar if I said everything was fine in Simon Diamond's world. He sees the same fire in all of these guys as he has in himself. In seven years, what kind of opportunity did WWF give you, D'Lo? Well, he was the Intercontinental Champion, the European Champion. He was in the Nation of Domination. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was at WrestleMania, SummerSlam. Uh, I feel like he did pretty good for himself. He's here to make a change. Get a close-up of that physique. Woo! Yeah, and then we get Conan's beer belly. So we should do that. Yeah, right behind him. They promised you an opportunity? Where did that go? Huh? Promises can be broken. The greatest pinnacle of my career was becoming the first African-American heavyweight champion of the world. That was a pretty big moment. They gotta get a new microphone. (laughs) Why? Because the edges are peeling? Yeah, it's all, like, chipped and stuff. Like, what are we doing? Well, just like the three-life crew. Oh, 
Political games are part of the industry, says Conan. Who's in the wolf pack? Filthy animals. Oh, filthy, nasty, filthy, dirty. That's, that's the, way. the way we like it. Oh, man. Yo, fuck yeah, filthy animals. The tigress. Feel the shirt. That's enough. Dude, I need to rewatch just for that. <laughs> it's so good. And their theme song is so fucking catchy, dude. Yeah. Well, is it? It's edited on the network, isn't it? If it is, it's still good. I'm pretty sure it's edited. If it's the song I was just singing, I don't think it is. Mm, I don't know. Diamond has some passion. Kind of weird seeing him. Essentially, he was like leading those guys. Kid. Cash. Look at that. Kid Cash looking good. But right. He has a heel section shirt on and he just taped the section so it just says heel. That's funny. It's Kid Cash, Michael Shane, David Young, Glenn Gilberti, and Johnny Swinger. Quite the team here. Interesting there. Uh, I got indie notes for these guys. Okay. And by these guys, I mean one. For everyone in the match, it's one person. Even all the other side of the guys? Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> so... Uh, on February 28th, Michael Shane had a, I guess you could say a rare, uh, Indian. Yeah, he defeated real. Dennis Gregory for IWC at the road to the super Indy three in West Mifflin, Pennsylvania. Wow. So that's that. That's kind of, uh. It's kind of a disappointing thing that no one else is really doing anything. Right. This group is coming out to Sunny Siaki's song. And after that interview, I only think they're coming out to that because Simon Diamond does not have his own theme right now. That's a really good point. Like when last week, Simon and Swinger came out to the same song. They didn't stop it. They just kept the song going. And then like they came out. Right. Well, what is weird though is I feel like that song is like most connected to swing or uh, to Diamond, even from like ECW. Oh, is it like a similar song? Yeah, like a similar beat at least. So that's weird that they wouldn't keep it for him. But dude, this is a huge ten-man tag match. I like everyone in this match. I think. Well, not David Young and, and not Gilberti. He- uh, Gilberti, hey, <laughs> you don't dare talk about friend of the show Conan like that. I'm just saying, man, it's not 1997 anymore. David Young is the master of the spine buster, and I, I want to like him a little bit more. And Glenn was good um, when he was doing the leader of sex. Uh, I so, feel like... Like a year ago. Yeah, but I feel like we weren't necessarily on board of you know with him as a main event guy, right? No, but I do think they did a good job building it. Hmm. Uh, like, Dave I, Young and D'Lo starting it off here, and uh, they were watching blocks. the North Cut match because they just tried to do a double shoulder block. Uh, David Young under the legs of D'Lo goes for a hip toss, but D'Lo counters and does one of his own. Is David Young looking smaller to you? 
I thought he was looking smaller in a good way. When he was coming out, he had a little bit more definition in his midsection than I feel like he normally No, has. well, yeah, I'm saying not like it, that was a horrible inside-out clothesline there. Yeah, right? that was fucking bad. Young trying to do a sell there and just did not work out. Well, I'm saying because before oh. I felt like David Young was like a, like a meathead-looking guy, and now he's not. Right. D'Lo tags in Conan, BG James talking on commentary. Kid Cash slapped the back of Michael Shane when he got in, and I thought that was kind of funny because technically that's a tag. a tag. And Mike Posey looked at Kid Cash like, do I? Do you want to get in? And I feel like I didn't see him say no or anything, but he definitely looked at Cash like, do you want me to do that? <laughs> uh, Conan is wearing a Donovan McNabb Philadelphia Eagles jersey, by the way. Oh, one of my favorite players. Number five. Let's go, Eagles. Do you know what, do you know what college McNabb went to? Uh, I'm assuming the uh, Eagles school. No, what college did he go to? I have no idea, Bob. You went to fucking Syracuse. Oh, okay. shit. Oh, Michael Shane Jeez. dropped on the... T- oh, watch him. You live... He's a freaking Syracuse icon. And you well, I guess he is one of my favorites, then. Oh, my God. Oh, that leg drop by Ron Killings off the top is Conan. Conan just threw right, shoot, shoot, shoot. See, okay, this is the moment I fucking hate. I've been waiting to tell you. What? Yes, with Conan. This is why I hate him in TNA. Because he throws his shoes at people. Wait, is this his first time throwing a shoe at someone? I haven't seen it before. I would have remembered that. Why do you hate it so much? I hate it. So fucking... This is what Bob has been waiting two years to tell me. Yo, fuck Conan throwing his goddamn shoes. I fucking hate it so much. Oh. oh, okay. So I can just broke Kid Cash's neck on that fucking suplex. Snapdragon. Jeez. Holy shit. Ready? Here it is again. Snapdragon yeah, well, suplex. Woo! Right on the top of his head. God. Crazy. If you guys are following along at home, we are at 23 minutes and 50 seconds. And if you're like me, that means that there's one hour, 22 minutes, and 52 seconds left. Huge slam by Ron Kellings. The crowd is responding to this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I think it's because of who we got in this match, dude. They love all those faces they fucking love, and they hate all those heels. It's the perfect combo right now. I think they're responding to this because they hate the heels so much. Oh, I'm sure. Not, not that the faces are strong. I mean, Siaki's relatively new to being a baby face. Yeah, but three life crew. Three life crew, though. And I feel like they latched on to Diamond pretty good. Nice. nice springboard moonsault there by uh, Kid Cash onto Killings. Kid Cash is underrated. I agree with you. Like, wait, he's he's wicked good. He's very good. I think that if ECW had kept going, let's say, two or three more years, I think Kid Cash would have gotten a lot more appreciation. I can't like just watching him, you know, throughout the this early years here, it's crazy. And I never didn't like him. I've always think I've liked Kick Cash, but like he's had some like really, really good matches. Yeah, I think he in his heel promo work, I think is very underrated. I love whenever he's with Trinity, he's always like, Call me. Oh yeah. Like that stuff just cracks me up. Crowd was trying to do some ICP chants, but that stopped pretty quick, actually. Diamond knocking down all the heels off the apron, except Swinger's backing away, which is funny. 
Gilberti drop kicks his knee, though, takes him down. Cutting the ring in half and working that left knee. Swear finally coming in to go after his former best friend. The man that was the best man at his wedding. Unreal. That's right, he was. At least that's what they told us. Yeah. We don't know if that's necessarily true or not. No, we don't. It could be. Michael Shane is in. Michael Shane is one of the only wrestlers, I feel like, off the top of my head, who never changes his gear, ever. He definitely changes his gear. Michael Shane? Yes. It's a little bit at all. Actually, I think I know what you're referencing. But, like, he has only worn blue since he came in. Yeah, but he definitely changes his gear. Well, that's what I mean, though. I mean, like, kind of where we're at now. It's like he's only worn that. Kid Cash, on the other hand, has changed his gear almost every other week. Yeah, well, do you really need, like, different pants? It'd be nice to see him in, like, red or something. Why? I don't know. I like when they mix it up. Jerry yeah, Lynn has, like, blue. really nice ones. He's got purple, blue, red, black. Well, yeah. Killings did a flying form to Gilberti, and now uh, Swinger and Younger try to help out, and they both got drop kicked with one right. foot. Yeah, Mike Posey, I don't know how he has any control of this match. He also has been in the same position the entire match. Like, he hasn't moved from right there. Yeah, he just keeps his arms raised, and he's confused. Kid Gash jumps off the top to break up the pin. Killings did that front suplex to David Young. That would have been the three of them. That's right. But it wasn't. This is not an elimination match, right? No, I don't believe so. Oh, back elbow. Cash and Gilberti whip around Killings, trap toe hold, and elbow combo. Tracy's ringside, and she's got her cast on still, in case you guys were curious about that. She's, she's the new Owen Hart. She fell off the, the top with Owen, or sorry, Jesus Christ, with <laughs> Elix Skipper. See, you made me say Owen because of that. <laughs> Elix Skipper. She's been, she's had this injury since 1996. <laughs> Michael Shane with a cover after a suplex. Come on. You knew you weren't going to get it. Don't try to fool yourself. Yeah, let's not try to pretend. Swing her in with Kellings now. BG James is actually not being, like, fucking ridiculous on commentary, which is nice. Yeah, I was just... Uh... I uh, I noticed that. axe kick by Ron Killings. Scissor on kick on the swinger. That would kill a buffalo, BG says. I don't know if I think that's accurate. Here comes Diamond, and Swinger got tagged out. The crowd was wanting that, but David Young's in, so he gets punched in the face instead. Diamond's knee looks like it's uh, quite all right. Backdrop. He was on the apron. He healed it up a little. Well, I did see him, like, rubbing it and punching it, so maybe he's okay. The Simon the series? Simon. Yes, it is. Is he going to finish it, though? Yes, he yes. did. One, two, but Michael Shane kicks out. A guy with blue trunks kicks another guy with blue trunks. Unreal, dude. They should be a tag team. If yes, they're going to they wear the same type of gear, why not? Uh-oh. Oh, Spinebuster. From the master... And that spine buster really it's hurt the Diamond's knee. He immediately sold his knee. I love how Gilberti's finishing move there is a side rush and leg sweep. 
Wait, the village people's elbow. Nope. Oh. The sky high. Sky high. Well, Dilo didn't fall down with it, so I don't know if that's really a sky high. Oh, the master of the hurricane run. It hits a beautiful one on Dilo. Oh. Here comes Conan. He's going for... I don't know what he calls that at this time. That's called the power bomb. Yes. I just thought he was doing a... Okay. Flatliner by Michael Shane. Uh-oh, Ron Killings is in again. The truth or consequences? No. no. Oh, he turned, turned into, into a, a stunner out of vertical suplex. What's Chinese Swinger doing? He's getting ready for the gore, it looks like. Posey still has not moved. Oh, a jawjacker. What did... Uh... Oh, Shane Douglas calls that the franchiser. So he basically did a version of the franchise. Diamond is facing off with Swinger. David Young is up. He ducks the clothesline by David Young. Super kicks him. That was horrible, dude. He he missed Diamond, and then... Yeah, that was bad. He missed Diamond, which is fine, and then Swinger, like, didn't duck, but... Oh. That's just weird. Oh, Tracy just slapped BG James. Slap. And if you think that he's not going to put his hands on her, you're wrong, because he's grabbing her cast. Oh, smash mouth by Kid Cash on Sonny Siaki in the ring. Wicked he's hard. Him right in the face. Oh, he shoved her down. But wait, Michael Shane, I think, super kicked him. Yeah, dude, a lot's happening. Conan's going after Michael Shane. Donovan McNabb is beating up Shane, uh, Michael Shane, too. Blink Gilberti's got a chair in the ring. Oh, he's my gonna... God. I know what we're going to get in two weeks. War games. <gasps> Wednesday, bloody Wednesday. <laughs> Who's this? People are coming down. What are they doing? Security. Oh, my God. Oh, they're putting his head on a chair. It's ICP and Tough Tony. Or what's his name? Tough, Tough Tony, Tony and some other guy. If he turns around, we can see the name on the back of his thing. Crowd's going nuts. This must be the angle that they were uh, going to be filming. Too Tough Tony. I need the other guy to turn around. The Rude Boy. That's right. Rude he was here boy. last week. Oh my god! You think that you would think the ICPs were like Hulk Hogan at the fairgrounds? I hope that all those people just leave now because they saw ICP and that whole side of the arena is just empty. I bet you. Well, because remember they're supposed to wrestle on the show, the tape show for next week. <gasps> Cranky Kazarian. Oh, we haven't seen him since like October. It's a video package. Why was I not called to be in the X Cup? Wow. Jerry Lynn. Why have I not been in TNA? Yeah, the last time we saw him was October 8th against Christopher Daniels, which, of course, he lost. So he's pissed at Jerry Lynn. He's come back on this day to challenge Jerry Lynn to prove that he belongs in NWA TNA, that he belongs on Team TNA. Team NWA. First of all, they've called it both. I think the official name he doesn't is even NWA, know the but... team name. Don't realize why I'm the future. And the future looks good. You know he loves that catchphrase. But just like Raven. Oh, <laughs> I think you hear me knocking. I think I'm coming no, in. in. Quote the Raven. Never more. Which I guess it kind of makes sense. Well, yeah, but it's stupid. Because you know what? It caught on. We always fucking say it. 
I guess it's. I, you know, you are right about that, though. That's what I'm, like. That's clearly what they want. So, Bob, what's uh, our buddy here, Frankie Kazarian, been up to? Since... I was. I was just gonna say. So he oh, wow. has been working for uh, PWG lately. So back in like November, he retained the PWG title against American Dragon Brian Danielson. Uh, in December, December thirteenth. He teamed up with uh, CM Punk and Joy Ryan in a losing effort against Adam Pearce, Colt Cabana, and Super Dragon for t- uh, PWG. Huh. Uh, he wrestled Adam Pearce to a draw for the title back on January 24th. He retained the title in a four-way elimination match, which involved Baby Slim, Johnny Storm, and M-Dog 20. And for 0-1... Back on the 31st of January, he lost to Leonardo Spanky and Loki, with uh, Spanky winning that match. Back on February 20th, uh, Frankie Kazarian retained the UPW lightweight title in a three-way elimination match against Evan Courageous and Jerry Lynn. Wow. Uh, He lost the PWG title in a street fight to Adam Pierce on February 22nd as Jerry Lynn hit a hurricane run off the middle rope there. Leaping. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't even say it. It is actually Jerry Lynn he's fighting, and they are, yeah. they're, uh, they're starting hot, man. They're not slowed down since the match started. No. And then uh, for 0-1, the last uh, match before this one for Frankie, he teamed up with AJ Styles in a losing effort against Leonardo Spanky and Loki in a match that was for the NWA International Lightweight Tag Team Championships. So, uh, Kazarian, keeping pretty busy uh, with PWG and stuff like that, is Lynn did a leg sweep. Are we going to get the middle rope leg drop? I think we are, folks. Because there it fucking yes! And Kazarian flies to the floor. Uh, all right, there's that. Jerry Lynn, what has he been up to, you ask? Well, only one thing. He lost to Christopher Daniels on February 28th for Jersey All Pro Wrestling. Nice. And uh, that's all there is for those guys. We're balling on the ground now. Lynn gets dropped onto the guardrail by Kazarian. Not a bad match so far. Like I said, really fast. Kazarian barely let Jerry Lynn finish his entrance before he went after him. Yeah. I'm surprised that Kazarian's been gone as long as he has, but you know what? I'm pretty glad he's back. I think Kazarian's a good fit for the uh, X Division. I'm surprised it took him so long to come back. Well, that's what I mean. It's kind of weird. Although, to be fair, when he left, he was doing that awful gimmick where he was, like, giving flowers to everyone, all the girls. Mmm... Remember that when he he gave us some to a young Angelina Love in the crowd, mm-hmm. uh, also to Lollipop, and it was brutal, man. It was like, why are they doing this with him? And then they just yeah. they stopped. It just never finished. Yeah, I do remember that. What time it drop by Jerry Lynn? Oh, he can't Irish whip him because his arm hurts. Oh, Dude. arm breaker. Psychology, storytelling. <laughs> Psychology. Long-term planning. <laughs> well, you wait. They, 
I mean, the other X Cup happened way back, and Kazarian's still pissed about it. He didn't get picked for that team. Now he's not picked for this team. Well, you know, it's hard to get picked for something when you're not there. Yeah, what, oh, I want to go to Japan. Oh. I want to work for Pro Wrestling Gorilla in front of 125 people. No, oh, well, you can work in front of that many people here. Bob, I didn't tell you, oh, my God, how many people do you think are in the crowd tonight? 1,200. Nope. More? Yep. 1350. Nope. 1400. Nope. 1300. Damn it. And I believe that it equates to a sellout. Really? Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm happy for them. Uh, it doesn't say sellout, but that is pretty much a sellout. It does say it's heavily papered, but you should assume that. I was going to say, it's not a. A paid setup. Top rope, Hurricane Rana by Jerry Lynn. How is he able to pull that off with a hurt arm? I don't know. We'll never know. Oh. Because you're yanking down on the arm. Pump kick. He's done. Yeah. I'm Frankie Kazarian. Oh, Jerry kicks out it too. It's affecting him so much, dude. Uh oh, trying to get the cross arm bar. Yeah, it's got a cross arm breaker, but you know we'll take what he. Jerry Lynn gets to the rope with his leg though. Rudy Charles trying to break it. Lynn is screwed. He's gonna have to be replaced, dude, for the World X Cup. Is the referee gonna stop the match? Rudy Charles got right in the face of Jerry Lynn. I was like, do you want me to do it? Do you have me to call it? I'll do it. Staring to the outside. Oh, rings oh. that arm over the top rope. He goes and yells at poor Don Weston Mike today. Just yelling at today. Who is this guy thinking of? Oh, Lynn dropkicks him when he springboarded into the ring. I mean, this match isn't bad. I just, I feel like it's just happening. Right. Clothesline by Lynn. Another one. Kazarian going for a slam. Oh. Lynn's like, screw you. Here's a reverse DDT. One, two, kick out by Kazarian. Crowd's chant for Jerry. Kryptonite Crunch? Nope. No. Kazarian breaks out. Oh. Power bomb though by Lynn. Countering a hurricane round. One, two. No. Kazarian kicks out. Where's Kazarian going? He's going to the apron. Luring Lynn in with his shoulder ram. Oh, Was there another one? No, missed oh, the Lynn can't hit his leg drop twice. Lynn leg sweeps Kazarian on the apron. Kazarian slingshot DDT. Planted Lynn pretty good with that one. Goes for the cover. One, two, 
oh, very weak looking kick out there by Lynn with his well, injured shoulder. Storytelling. Yeah, I'll give him credit with that one. That was good. Is there bruising on the arm? It's looking quite red, so I'm sure they're just saying that's bruising, but. Oh. Slapped him, whips Lynn to the corner. Oh, shoulder first. Oh, he's going to hit back to the future? And he's yelling it because you got to yell the move. Goes for that cover Whoa. with it. No. Oh, I thought he was going to get him. How did Lynn kick out with a bad shoulder? He kicked out with the other shoulder, if you just noticed. Oh, that's true. Which is, if he did that oh, purpose, I guess that's smart shit, red, man. There's yeah. definitely some red on that shoulder. Jerry Lynn wrestling his match essentially with one arm at this point. Nope. Lynn counters. Kazarian counters the back suplex. Going for the TKO. TKO. He hits it. Oh, we got it. Kick out. Wow. Wow. Not a bad match, though, like you said. I, I've been enjoying this, but it is uh, kind of a random one. It's just like, go it's just going. Jerry Lynn can't not, bridge up. Because the shoulder. Yeah, they can't, can't bridge up out of it. Oh. oh. Lynn went for a DDT, but Kazarian held the rope. Oh. That's it. beat him clean. Wow. Wait. Okay. Has it been the left shoulder this whole time for Lynn, or did he forget? No, it's been the left. Okay. That's a relief. Uh, oh, well, it's a good win. one for Kazarian. Yeah, but it makes fucking... Although, I guess... Never mind. I guess it's it's technically... It's, is Team NWA even in the America's X Cup? No, it's Canada and AAA. That's right. Right, for next week. I was going to say, that makes Team NWA look wicked bad, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, I see. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is Raven is coming oh, down the ring. Wait a minute, Bob. Are you telling me it's the beginning of serotonin? No. Right here in 2004? Uh, I think I think that's a no. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Oh, no. Oh, okay. no. Raven oh, is no. back. Oh, so the guy gets a clean win, and then Raven comes out and says, fuck you, DDT. Let's kill his heat. I love it. He's got his, uh, his, his weird long shirt. It's like a three-quarter length shirt. Raven's so asking how long has he been coming out here wanting a title shot, and I believe the answer to that would be about 14 months. Yeah, it's, it's been about that. <laughs> Pretty damn close. <laughs> Pay attention, Vince Russo. Okay, he deserves it, we know. We get it. No offense, because here's. He was DDTing people when Chris Harris was in the park and trying to get autographs. I thought he was going to say when he was in diapers. Oh, he put Vampiro out of TNA and Slash. And Slash. 
He ran off Father James Mitchell, but we know how that turned out. He came back. Well, well he also said that he ran off uh, De Niro and Punk. Are they gone? Um, I don't know for sure, I guess, dude. Hold on. What about me? What about Raven? What about me? What about Raven? You you think you hear me knocking? I think I'm coming in. Quote the Raven. Nevermore. Is that what he's saying or no? Pretty much. Oh my god, Bob. What? Oh no. Hold on, hold on. Quote the Raven. Nevermore. Wait, who's that? Oh, Raven saw it early. Fuck. The Naturals? The Naturals. Throwing the powder. Andy Douglas. What the fuck is going on? Why are, why are they attacking him? Wow, Bob. It is. It's official. Julio De Niro and Punk are officially done. Really? Last week was their final, at least in ring appearance. What about the Naturals? What about the Naturals? Don't worry. What about me? Julio De Niro has a really great match against Heidenreich and Animal on SmackDown next year, though. So who does? Julio De Niro. Oh my god! What a random thing to know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Lights are out. God. <laughs> oh, it's Sabu with his sparkly head. Oh, great. I love it. Oh, my oh. God. Dude, they're whipping their ass right now. I love Sabu's purple pants. Dude's been killing it. He does look good in that. Are we going to get Sabu and Raven against the Naturals? Because I might like that. I think we are, and I think I like it, too. Oh, Chase Stevens has got to move his body. Yeah, because well, that's what happens when you don't move your body, because you just got a knee right to the face. Sure, it felt real good. <sighs> he, was just, he was angled just poorly, and he naturally got destroyed. Raven recovering the corner. His good friend Sabu, a man who before this interaction I didn't even realize they were on good terms. I didn't even know they were friends. Apparently they are, but the way they're, they're kind of staring at each other is kind of interesting. Oh, okay, real Raven leaves. Separated. Yeah, Raven's got his weird theme. Come on, dude! I can't believe that Punk is done. And boy, I think we all know why he's gonna. And I'm surprised that we haven't even talked about it. Fight with Teddy Hart? No, worse. Worse. Oh yeah, dude. Why? Do we not? Do we not know why? I don't know if I do. Because like, I'll talk about it if you want me to talk about it. My punk is done in TNA. Yeah. Wait, Hudson has Jarrett tracked down. Then you can tell us. He's coming in with Shane Douglas. They're wearing sunglasses, but it's pitch black out. What heels? Did he want more money? 
Nope. Oh, Ventrusa does not have Jared Book tonight. He's not even supposed to be here. That's what he said. I know what Vince was trying to do. He's trying to pull one over on me. Speaking of Jarrett, before you give us this fun tidbit of information, he's going to be coming into the annual Ray de Reyes show in Mexico. And the main event is going to be Jarrett, seconded by another TNA wrestler against Peña's La Parca, seconded by Juventud Guerrera. So that's kind of tying in with that angle they filmed where uh, Jarrett attacked Hoovy backstage that we didn't oh. see because it was from Mexico. Right. So it's kind of cool. Yes, Shane Douglas has made some heated and pointed comments about Vince or so. I stand by it all. Okay. Seven days away. From the America's X Cup. This is me, video package. Okay, Bob, enlighten us. Do you really want me to tell you? You're making me kind of nervous, but yeah, I do. Okay. You, it might come up later on this month in your news and notes, but it is relevant to now. So, okay. and, I, and I do know why. So, Dallas, you are aware of a young man named Rob Feinstein, correct? Oh, I'm going to stop you right now. Okay. Because. I, it might be next week's notes. Okay. Um, then, uh, and I, you know what? And a good thing, because I'll tell you right now, since next week's episode is the X Cup, I feel like I'll be talking a lot about that. Because quite well, frankly, I want to. Let's hold it. I'm gonna, I'll just say it right now. I don't, I don't do notes ahead of time. However, the title of the Observer newsletter that I will be covering next week says about him leaving Ring of Honor. Right. So they, I was going to mention it. I wasn't going to cover it too much, but if we got some stuff to talk about, then we got some stuff to talk about that's relevant. It's this time period. This is when it's going down. Yeah. Uh, Scott Demore talked with Team Canada, Jack Evans, Johnny Devine, Ted Hart, and or Teddy. They called him Ted before, whatever, and Petey Williams. Coming next week, Canada next versus week. Mexico. Oh, okay. So this oh, is probably like a preview, right? Yes. Yes. Team Japan. Nosawa. Ebison. And Nosawa. Oh, dude, yes. I'm so happy. Nisawa just showed off his Juggalo tattoo for the for reference. Ebison. Okay, so I butchered his name really bad last week. My apologies. Bob did correct me, though. Yeah, what did you say it was? I don't even remember. Yeah, it's probably better. We just forget. No, we Ooh, did talk about the guys coming in. Which is, I think, very exciting because Kashimbu Kamen is awesome. Here's Team IWA, <laughs> Sanjay Duck, Chris Saban, and Prime Time Elix Skipper. It is kind of silly. Like, Team Japan is like two essentially comedy wrestlers in Nasawa. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird. But 
I do like that TNA, even back here in 2004, is bringing, I mean, they've done it before this too, but bringing in people from other companies and they've always done it. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Pretty cool. And are you really uh, going to, are you going to really be sad about seeing Kikotaro and <laughs> Kashimbo Kamen on TNA? Because I'm fucking not. I feel like I need to see I'm not really, buddy. I'm not really that familiar with their stuff. So I, Dude, they're so funny. They better be. I don't know if they're going to be here. Well, you just said they would be. Hey, speaking of Sanjay Dutt, who's starting this match, uh, back on February 28th, he defeated Roderick Strong in a Jersey All-Pro light heavyweight title number one contender match. So, way to go, Sanjay. And now these guys. So all three, I mean, how do you spell, how do you pronounce the guy's name in the ring right now? Oh, that is uh, Kashimbo Kamen. Cool. So that guy. He does a lot of stuff for, as uh, Mike Zane just mentioned, Osaka Pro and All Japan. That's right. And, uh, I mean, I can't pronounce these fucking names. But he he uh, recently teamed up with Kaz Hayashi and Satoshi Kojima to take on Abdullah the Butcher, Abdullah the Butcher, and, uh, and Muto. So... Kijimuto, if I am saying that right. Probably not, but that's okay. And that was back on uh, February 19th. Wow. So he's uh, definitely a busy fella. And then Nosawa, he teamed up with uh, Masada and Mr. Mexico on February 29th to defeat Angel Azteca, Neutron, and Ultimo Vampiro. Is that this or Vampiro? Is, well, he's also known as Super Mega, so whoever that is. And then Kikaturo, is that the other name here? Yeah, Kikaturo, yeah. That is not the same person. He has, uh, yeah, also Osaka Pro. And he also recently was in a match against Abdullah the Butcher back on the 22nd. That's and so considering I can't pronounce these guys, you know what? That's all there is for that too. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> I can't pronounce. I mean, this what? What the hell? I don't want to look like an idiot. I don't know how to pronounce the name. Bob, I miss miss say names all the time on this show. I know, but like, it's a lot of names and it's a lot of tough ones, and I don't know who they are. I was on with a baseball drop kick. Uh, I don't know if did Chris Saban do anything. No, he was not. He was not busy on the Indies. I thought maybe I missed them or something, but he is not. There's only one. Uh, one more piece of news. Really? Yeah. Before. Uh, before the end of the show here, and oh. we have 50 minutes left. Yeah, I don't have a ton either. Um, I'd like to point out that Kikutaro here in the ring or Ebasan, he actually. This is not his only appearance in TNA. He, I'm sure we'll see him again soon, but he ended up returning in 2018 as well. Hmm. And 2019. So he did show up on Impact. Spinning Yoke. I did. I sent, I sent a picture to our, our friend Austin Skinner of Sanjay Dutt giving uh, Kashimbo Kamen the chin lock and said, look who's on TNA. I'm sure he will be thrilled. Well, we'll get a response in about four to five business days. So, 
Well, when's the next time we're, we're doing Ecopod in like three weeks? So I'll probably be able to ask him about it then. And then he'll be like, what are you talking about? Nice yeah. Hurricane Rana that everybody sent Really nice, yeah. Oh. oh, nice kick. Nasawa. Also wearing Juggalo pants, Nasawa is. Or shorts, I should say. It's kind shining of like a jumping wizard. Shining Wizard. Just going for a dive? To the floor. Oh, he was going to, but Sanjay Dud drop kicked him. <laughs> he was going to until he got a pair of feet to the face. Oh, nice moonsault. See, I've only seen their comedy stuff. They, these guys can work pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're they're definitely not bad. Which is so funny because they're doing these like moon salts and stuff, but they look so ridiculous. I mean, they're literally clowns. Like that's like what their gimmick is. <laughs> Why aren't they with the ICP then? Death Valley Driver there by uh, Nisawa on the dot for a two count. I mean, that's a good question. I don't I don't have an answer for you. Ooh. Slapping Dutt in the corner. They got him cornered, man. Tagging in Ebison. I almost messed his name up again. Ebison. Ebison. Is that Syracuse University uh, education? I was telling uh, Kaylee oh, yeah, about how I, I know how to pronounce Urlacher. And she's like, but that's not how you say it. I was like, or no, that no, not that one. Sorry, when we were doing the municipal auditorium, Moonicipal. she's like, "But it's that's not how you say it." I was like, "Yeah, but that's how I don't mess it up." <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh, Saban just nice. leaped off of Nostalgia's back to hit. A, a, you want to know? Episode, you want to know what is very right. frustrating for me about you? Yeah, say so you you literally went to Syracuse University for what four years. I don't know, something like that, yeah. And you didn't know who Donovan McNabb was. Oh, wait, I do know who that is. No, you don't. I know the name. <laughs> oh, my God. That makes it even worse. I know the name, he said. I watch. I don't watch <laughs> sports, Bob. I watch wrestling. I've, I've heard of him. I've heard the name. Jeez. Nasawa, Michinoku driver. Doesn't go for the cover because Saban and Sanjay Jutt come in. With drop kicks, this match is falling apart. That's an understatement. Oh, what are they doing? They're signaling for stereo 450s. No. Oh, what oh. The hell? spiral Oops. taps. The Cancun tornado is what they call that, but that they missed. Cancun so. tornado. Oh, skipper slams down the sawa. Calls that the instant replay. Springboard elbow and splash oh, by Saban and Dutt. That's a three. That was fun. That was not a bad match. I just I wish like I knew how to pronounce half the guy's names in it, but that's okay. That's my own ignorance, not their fault. That's my own ignorance. Yeah, I thought that was a fun little match. We've just crossed the hour mark. Hour and 53 seconds. Oh, so that means we have 45 minutes and 49 seconds left. I don't think this has been a bad show. Uh, Scott Hudson backstage with Goldilocks. Oh. She's on her phone texting. Wait, the same phone. Out. Remember back when uh, she threw a fit in the right. cell phone? Hey, Eric, it's Goldilocks. Eric, are you there? 
pick up the phone. It's Goldie. What are you screening your calls, huh? You screening your calls, huh? <laughs> Tough day at the office. Oh wait, I forgot you don't have a job. <laughs> There's a new day away. She said, "I don't even like him, but he's better than you." Oh, she's gonna find a real man, a guy with common sense who treats her good. She's nuts. She's insane, dude. And I Did you say it. crazy. Dude, I like that they've been teasing this for a while because of that phone incident. Yeah, really. How well, long ago was that? Dude, that was that was a long time ago. It was either early 2003 or like late 2002. Yeah, it's got to be 2003. I think so too, but I don't even know if it was early. I'm pretty sure it was, unless it's all fucking blurring together for me, man. I, I could I could figure it out by looking through old stuff, but oh, maybe it was. Too. It might have been. You might have been right. Because it was at a very random point, and then there she was like, huh, "Sorry." Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. It's early 2003. Uh, we're getting a video package here for AJ and Abyss, and I'll be honest with you, I forgot that they were wrestling in a Falls County Era match today. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Hey, during this, I got a fun one for you. Okay. Don West, one of my favorite announcers, um, did two interviews this past week. Two of them. Two? Yeah. Uh, I'm only going to cover a little bit of this because, you know, it's very fucking long. However, it's definitely worth the read if you get the chance to go to the March 8th, um, Brian Alvarez's thing. March 8th, 2004. The figure four thing. Uh, so the first was with uh, Alex Marvez, Bob's favorite website, on their website. He talked about how he got his start. He said, honestly, I am proud of the fact that I've grown immensely. Fans who have followed wrestling for so many years probably thought I sounded like fingernails on a chalkboard when I first started. To be honest, at one point, I even went to Jeff Jarrett and said, listen, I do not want to get people pissed at the product because of me. And Jeff told me, your skin better get thick real quick in this business. I think you have a huge upside. I want to grow with you, so suck it up and stay in. And he says, once I got that vote of confidence, I started concentrating even more on it. Mike Tanay is the biggest reason that I've been able to get better. He's been so patient with me, and early on, we developed a friendship. Who and is this? This is Alex? No, this is Don West. Oh, Don West. Okay. The um, interview's with him. Um, oh, so, okay, okay. So he, the, today's the reason he got to be better. Uh, he's so patient with them. They've developed that friendship. Uh, any help I've needed, he's been there to give it to me. And I think once we became a two-man booth, I was able to start growing as an announcer. I've got a long way to go. I'm not naive about that, but I feel like I've gotten better. And he absolutely has. And I, you know what? And that just makes me like him more because he's aware. He's not delusional to think that you know, that he was the, the greatest thing ever. But it, it, it makes him endearing that he comes across as a as a fan and not a seasoned broadcaster, like a right. phony broadcaster. So. Well, and and, he, and by the way, Abyss has just came out. Here comes Styles, uh, long boy entrance. But 
Uh, and Alex Morvez did ask him how much he knew about the business when he started, and he literally said absolutely none other than being a huge fan. Hmm. So, yeah, I really like Don West. So he didn't know anything about the business, but he's a huge fan of it. Yeah. Hmm. Here comes AJ Styles. Um, and I can give you a little snippet of the second one interview that he did as Styles comes down here and the get in the ring radio. Uh, another really great um, read, honestly. Uh, it's it's too long for me to read right now, but but Biss going right after Styles though. Uh, he does talk about the whole like go red go chant while he was standing on the announce desk. At first he just mm. stood up and started clamping, but then someone in his headset told him to go all out about that. And next thing he knew, he was on the table. Uh, but my favorite part about this is that he um, one day he accidentally spilled something because he he wears this silk shirt every show, right? Yeah. Remember one day, so one day he spilled something on the shirt, so he came out wearing the Hawaiian shirt instead. Remember right. when we remember yeah. that? Yeah. Well, that night he got two hundred emails from fans chastising him for not wearing his silk shirt. Uh, and hold on, Abyss is about to toss AJ Styles over the fucking guardrail oh. onto the concrete. Oh my gosh! Wow. I mean, um, and AJ's like started this match with a head scissors on the floor, by the way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so that more than anything else should tell you why TNA will always at least get some buys, no matter how bad the product may be. Oh, it says, Any fan who cares enough to email Don West and chastise him about his choice in clothing is one damn hardcore fan. Yeah, no kidding. If Don West got that many emails, he got 200 emails. That's like what? Like sixty five percent of the people who bought the pay per view. You're not really wrong. <laughs> oh, we're fighting onto the uh, bleachers nuts. here, uh, and then finally, the last thing I'll point out in this is, uh, he says they talk a lot about the girls in the interview. Uh, Don said sometimes he'd be calling a match, and when it was over, he'd sit there and think that he didn't do a good job or could have done something better. But then he'd look down at his monitor and saw Lollipop dancing in her cage, and he realized life was okay. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I really this was one of my favorite things about the 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 news this week is Don West's interview. Um, That's great. That's good stuff. And I don't give a damn what anyone says. Mike Tanay and Don West is my favorite interview er, commentating duo. Period. I mean, I think they're certainly they're they're in I think our era. Um, a recognizable duo for sure. Styles using a chair on Abyss. We're walking toward the old sex locker room, Raven's Nest area. I don't. I always have to say that it's just the best way to describe our area in the asylum. But well, also by like the sex locker room too. Yeah, I said that. I, I just heard the Raven's Nest part. I said yeah, I said it quick, but. This has been quite the brawl. Not as good as their tables match so far, but certainly some good uh, moments here. And for especially for like a false count anywhere like brawl, they do they're doing better than uh, a lot of guys do because it's fucking AJ Styles and Abyss. Right. Styles is apparently yep, he's diving. He just did a fucking like swanton off the balcony and he hit Abyss. He's nuts. You know, and this this feud is uh it's leading toward this epic match at lockdown two thousand five. What is with you in that fucking pay-per-view? We'll talk about it when we get to it. Yeah. And we're really fucking close, guys. 
I mean, considering where we started, yeah. We're closer to lockdown 2005 than the beginning of TNA. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's some shit coming up. I'm gonna turn in. You're gonna think I'm I'm a stupid fanboy coming up, but guys, I'm just telling you right now, we're coming we're coming into the era that made me fall in love with this company, and I cannot wait. Well, we're getting into the era too, where like after school, I'd run home and put on FS1 to watch uh, their weekly show at fucking three o'clock in the afternoon. Dude, that's crazy. I, I it's gonna be wild. Hey, you know, you just mentioned FS1. Yeah, I, I was. We're just fighting through the crowd. Why not? Let me give you guys something else. Wait a second. What's this? Shane Douglas is throwing folding tables in the back and being pissed. What the hell is he mad about? Oh, Chris Harris's opponent is Shane Douglas. And so that's pissed. why Shane is mad. Yeah. Um, they there are they are in negotiations for a TV deal as Abyss throws Styles over the guardrail back to the ringside area, and it's not with WGN. Uh, there have been reports, and there is something to them, of trying to do a late-night deal on Fox Sports Net. Paul Fox Heyman, Sports Net, that's what I meant, not Fox Sports 1. I know what you Fox meant, Sports though. Net. Oh, a fan just threw a drink on AJ Styles. A fan did? Wait. Wait a second. Don- it was Johnny Fairplay. Don, Don West oh. said, did you know who that was? There he is. Oh, there shit. Is. I didn't even notice that was him. Who's that yeah. guy? Oh, is that security? That's oh, security. You are out of here. Wow. That's um, not Rick Santel, is it? Is dude, that is Rick Santel? Maybe it was. Holy shit. Styles a nice spin kick with a chair. I'm glad to see his collarbones fixed. That's good. Um, and just, just to add on to that Fox Sports Net uh, rumor here, Paul Heyman in 2001, uh, I think it's supposed to say had was a shot at getting on the network, but he felt it was strong enough to promote off of because of the local sports channels would so frequently preempt the shows. Counter to slam there lands on top. Um, yeah, I, I feel like with Fox Sports Net, like he would have to pay them to get on there. Like I'm he, sure ECW would not be getting paid for that. Right. Which was a major reason for their struggles is that they weren't getting any income. At least not enough income of it. Okay, Abyss has laid the chair across Styles. He's going up to the middle rope. Abyss coming off oh. the middle rope. Oh, splashes down onto a chair. Oh, that could gotta... crush your ribs. Rolls him over. One, two, kick out. There's about eight girls in the crowd screaming for whenever AJ kicks out, so that's fun. AJ! This is wedging the chair into the corner. I feel like every time he does this, he struggles with it. You think he'd learn. Right. Going for a splash? Nope. Or I guess a, more of a shoulder block, but Styles spin. moves and Abyss hits the corner. Big kick. Mike Posey stand there waving his arms. <laughs> That's his go-to is just to jump up and be like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. 
every oh, time. Oh, ref bump, but it's false count anywhere, so this seems silly. Yeah, why are we doing that? Did Abyss do that on purpose? I don't know. Probably. He's a heel. Oh, a nice splash there in the corner by AJ. Abyss just takes it. Abyss into the corner. Let's see. Styles runs at him. Oh, oh fuck. He took a great black hole slam there. That was one of the biggest we've ever seen. Oh, yeah, dude. Wow. He, he, I think he jumped at just the right time. Of Rudy course. Charles comes down, but he kicks out. Dude, the black hole slam to me is like one of those moves that I don't like understand how it works because it looks so cool. Yeah. It's like like a um what's it called there? Um oh, I can't remember the name. It's Sidewalk like what stamp? no, it's like what um like Tanahashi and like Pentagon do. It's like the the clothesline sling blade. That move looks so cool, and it's like, how, do they, how are they doing that? Yeah. So, Bob, who do you got here? Um, we, we have two former tag team champions. Uh, Abyss is the tag team champion, which I guarantee is just going to turn into a tournament. Dude, don't. Why you got to talk like that? There's no reason for that level of, like, negativity. I'm a realist. Nah, dude, you're just a buzzkill. That's what you are. I'm tired of tournaments. They seemingly want a tournament every month. Whether it be an X-Cup or Hard Tens and Anarchy Asylum Alliance matches or whatever. Tired of it. <laughs> Speaking of tired of it, AJ's tired of this match. He's just punching Abyss right in the face. Styles to the chair. Oh, he gets oh. up. Abyss hits it instead. German suplex on Abyss. Goes for nice. the cover. One, two. Oh, oh I thought he was going to get him on German suplex. Almost. Both men are down. For a false count anywhere match, I feel like the match should always be outside of the ring. I think it should at least end out there. Yeah, because what's the point of the stipulation if you're just going to wrestle in the ring the whole time? Or for yeah, I agree with that. Both men, to their feet, just barely, though. They're, not, they're really not feeling it. AJ Brings just off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Rudy Charles, done. That was a better ref bump than the first one, though. Yes. Yes. Uh, I guess the first one was technically on purpose, so... I didn't hate it, I guess, but no way. Okay, he didn't do it how he normally does, but he still hit the Styles Clash on a bit. Yeah, what was that though? He didn't. He didn't hook the arms. But it wasn't really a Styles Clash. Who is this? I was just gonna say, what referee is that guy? Who is that? It's Bruce Gray. They just told us Bruce what Gray. The fuck I've is Bruce Gray? I've never heard of this guy ever. Is this like a debut? <laughs> Um, if you see, he's wearing a black shirt underneath the ref shirt, which to me says that he's one of the security guys, and they were like, put this ref shirt on. Oh, maybe. 
Either that or it's like a I bet like Scott Demore, I could see him bringing in like a Border City wrestling like referee or something. Right. Okay, Styles grabs the table from under the ring, he drops it and the little edge pieces are already breaking off. Look at him. Yeah, they haven't had luck with these tables in the last couple of weeks. Yes, shades from last week. He's got it set up now. Let's go, AJ. Put him through the table. Top rope styles clash. Book it. They've got plenty of time for this one, too. Oh, yeah, dude. This oh. He won. He put him through the table. Bob, Bob, the table just broke. <laughs> he tried to get a bis onto it, and the table broke. The wood, what guys, not the legs. The the what wood. Bump. Oh, I love it. I am the table, except that it broke, so it's he not said, actually. Yeah. It broke when they didn't want. It's it the to. opposite. Yeah. I'm not the table. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus. Oh uh, man. Oh, but didn't expect it. So now Styles oh. is trying to... He's got it, like, slanted. He's Because there's a pretty decent-sized piece that didn't break. So he's going to lean Abyss against it. Oh, okay. Innovative. That's stupid. That's just stupid. <laughs> Come on. Okay, okay. What the fuck is going on, dude? <laughs> Poor referee. The ref, for some reason... Ray's dead. I don't Bruce know why... Bray. Yeah, Bruce Gray, like, bent over as soon as Styles jumped for no reason at all besides to go through the table. Well, well Abyss, Abyss took him. Like, he shoved him over. Oh, him. he pulled him? He pulled him. Oh, I didn't notice yeah. that. I thought yeah, he no, no, he didn't just lean forward like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> I thought he did. <laughs> no. I thought he did. <laughs> yeah, Abyss, you could see Abyss, like, yanked on his shirt. Guys, how many more referees do we have? Because I, I mean, like out of none, it. right? If you're using a guy... Fucking Bruce Gray. I mean, never even seen him before. Clearly a security guy that must have got his referee's license backstage. He finally passed the test. Now they're on their knees trading strikes. Oh, my God. Quick kick to the face. Abyss fighting back. Laying in the punches. These two hate each other. He's pissed. How's the match going to end, Mike? Oh, Abyss taking the chunk of the table, throwing it at AJ Styles. Who's this? Fucking A. Don Harris. Wait, why is he attacking Abyss? Well, Abyss took him down with one punch. <laughs> oh, no. AJ using the broken table. Yeah, why is he breaking this what up? The fuck? Oh, no. AJ just punched him. That's not. Chris Vaughn. Chris Vaughn. They're throwing the match out. Dude. Oh, come on, guys. This is a false count anywhere match. They should be allowed to just beat each other up. That's the whole point. Come on. Oh, I think Vaughn just hit his head on a chair in the corner. Oh, shit. Well, is that D'Lo? D'Lo, BG, Sonny Siaki, Ron Killings, and Simon Diamond pulling Styles away. Basically all the guys from the babyface side of the 10-man tag we saw earlier. Right. Oh, Abyss going after him. 
Is this about to be the most heated rivalry over like nothing? Yeah, probably. I mean, I like it. I like their matches. So, but they're, yeah. what are they fighting about? I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, they're fighting over the tag titles. No, we're over that. No, because they're like Abyss didn't even come out with them. Oh, that's a good point. Oh shit! Does that mean that we are going to get a tournament? A tournament. Oh, oh Dallas. Uh, why? Well, Scott Hudson's with the IC. Honestly, in the makes me mad. Same clown posse, rude boy, and too tough Tony. What do these guys want? Rude boy, rude boy looks like he's like, yo, I'm gonna beat you up just to get like your pack of beer from you, and then it's okay. probably close to what he's thinking. Finally, Jay talking about how much he loves Mike Tanay. Involved my homies last week. That's right. Rude boy, he's definitely not thinning hair on top of his head. Definitely no. not. Who's going to make it official? Next week at the TNA Asylum. Six-man tag match. Not just any six-man tag match. Want you fools. A dark carnival match. What the hell is that mean? I don't know, but Wicked Clown style next so week. So that's going to be part of the uh, Correct. X-Cup show. That's right. And now we're with Don West and Mike Tanay. Don West is, in fact, wearing his silk shirt, his mustard one. Yeah. He's just got the same the same handful of shirts. No need to email him about his silk shirt. Yeah, you don't need to harass the guy. All right. Let it go. NWATNA.com to find out about all that merch. I nearly bought a Best of the X Division DVD from... Like the old one, but I, it looked like a re-release to me, so I didn't want it. Why wouldn't you just get the re the re-release? I want the OG, Bob. The OGs are too hard to find, dude. You're not wrong. You gotta just take what you can get. I know. I agree. So then, why are you being difficult about it? Recently, I saw that someone was posting their um, TNA toy collection. And I was like, fuck, I'm getting itchy. Itchy. <laughs> Talking about the America's X Cup 2. Next Wednesday night. That's right. The Wicked Clowns are back. ICP. Cash, Young, Gilberti. Dark Carnival match. Also I bet you a Dark week. Carnival match is just a street fight. Right. Look, Don West says... What does it mean? You'll have to tune in and find out. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I feel Wicked like clowns, weapons, and there's juggalos in the asylum. And people holding up Fago, so that we know there's Fago. Two weeks from tonight, March the 17th. That's right. Jeff Jarrett defends against Chris Harris. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I suppose. Oh, oh hey, shit. yeah, there's Teddy Hart. 
Not on crutches. Not on crutches. He is healthy. He he is limping though a little bit. Whether or not he's working that or not, I don't know. He's well, you know, he's doing he's working it probably. Whoa, 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 Mike Teddy. Is that okay? Fix the mic so we can hear it better on pay per view. Yeah, that'd be nice. Canada finally gets its dues. The Mexicans don't give them the respect. Oh, here comes Team Triple A. What is oh Teddy's chest is all like yeah and stuff right from chops. I mean, tell me those AAA guys don't all look like absolute stars, right? Hooven Tud, Hooven Toad. Okay, Austin actually replied he did, to the image I sent earlier as we're getting a confrontation between Team Mexico and Team Canada. Oh. Nope, we're fighting now. Teddy just slapped Hoovy. We're out Team Japan again. But he said, yo, my dude, you guys better mention me as a major proponent of that, man. <laughs> well, there we go. And don't worry, we did. One step ahead of you. And then his next question was, is he tagging with Curry, man? And I said, nope. nope. And I said, some guy named Abesson. 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 Damn it. Damn it. Uh, which he he I'm hoping he knows that other name for Kikitaro. I just didn't feel like not spelling Kikitaro right. Right, right, yeah. Oh, he go, he knew it. He knew it. He goes, "That's okay. Kikitaro." Of course, he knew that. A test tonight. Chris Harry. Shane Douglas knows every trick in the book. I passed every single one of his tests. I will hop this hurdle. Oh, Shane Douglas tonight will be the man that gets franchised. Oh, here's here's Jarrett. Yeah, I know I'm number one. He looks like he's about to fight in a fucking street fight, dude. All right, next week in a week out, I defend my title. It's not going to work, Vince Russo. Talking about two weeks from tonight. You knew we couldn't have a show without a Jarrett promo. Well, of course not. It is pretty impressive that we've gone this long without really hearing from him. It probably ate him alive. He's like, I need to go out there and do it. I need to go out there right now. I need the fans to listen to me. Uh-oh. He's going after Borash. Seems reasonable. Uh -oh. Borash is like, no, dude, I'll run. 
tiny run, dude. Get up and go. Oh, there's a drunk fan. Okay. What about you, Tiny? Oh, he's pushing him. I think how Tiny's just like, do, 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 dude. <laughs> what about you, Don West? <laughs> Don looks like he's trying not to laugh. <laughs> yeah, he looked like he was he was trying not to break. Because even Don West can't take Jeff Jarrett seriously in the main event role. I need Vince Russo to come out so I can tell you the last note I have. It's about Vince Russo. You know what? I'll just give you Shane Douglas's indie news since we know that he's uh, here. He teamed up with Chris Candido on February 28th in a losing effort against Bubba the Bulldog and Jimmy Vegas for International Wrestling Cartel. Wow. Jared's a re- a reunion of the triple threat. Very interesting. Jarrett threw chairs in the ring. He wants someone out here right now. He's killing time because we can't let this main event go the next 15 minutes. No, we cannot. You know what's funny? All Jeff Jarrett needs is a hat, and he'd be basically the the GCW version of himself. That's a good point, actually. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's getting into Nick. He's pushing Mike Tanae. Tanae, dude. I'm going to fire you again. Oh, Chris Harris. Oh. Tech and Jarrett. Okay, oh, well, Vince Russo didn't come out, so I'm going to tell you anyway. Go ahead. During this brawl. Bob Ryder mentioned on in his latest column that Russo was trying to sell Girl Scout cookies backstage a few weeks ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> Does he have a daughter? Uh, I actually don't. I don't know. I have two sons. Well, and then Alvarez adds, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Don Harris is trying to get Jeff Jarrett out of here as Shane Douglas is wrestling in jeans and a t-shirt tonight. Which actually isn't a bad look for him, but I'd rather him just be in his gear. Yeah. Referee's not out here yet, by the way, but James Storm is also ringside. I've never been so happy to see somebody in my entire life. Is Don Harris the referee? Because all the other referees are dead? Oh, shit. Uh, it does kind of look like that. What a random... Wait. Yep. Today oh, just confirmed it on commentary. Heavy random... D is our referee. So I guess... Wait, there was no official bell, though. I thought he signaled for it. Did he? Oh, maybe I missed that. Maybe Tiny's crying over there, Nick. Well, yeah, Tiny's probably terrified right now. So Jarrett's, Jarrett and James Storm is ringside for Chris Harris versus Shane Douglas with Don Harris... As the fucking special referee. Oh, shoulder breaker there by Douglas. He also did like an arm bar, uh, arm breaker. And he's what? working over the. What is with the left arm tonight? Jerry Lynn, Chris Harris now? I don't know, man, but what fantasy booking bullshit are we watching right now? Because this does not make any sense to me. Uh, I'll tell you right now. If I was fantasy booking this, I'm not about to have uh, Don Harris as the special referee. I'll tell you that right now. Come on. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to you, Dallas. Not my style. Oh, now he's working over over the guardrail. He's just wrenching on his arm. The violence. Yeah, he slams his arm over it. I like how... Uh, 
Shane Douglas just rolled into the ring to make sure that he broke the count. Yeah, we've got to play it safe here, man. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, Don Harris has not been counting. <laughs> so I don't know why we're doing that. <laughs> just playing it safe. He's just been there. This is so weird. But if you're following along with us and you're enjoying this, we're at an hour, 33 minutes, and 31 seconds. Also known as uh, 13 minutes and 10 seconds left in the show. That's too long for what we're watching. I'm just saying that. I mean, I really hope that this match doesn't go the full 13 uh, that's remaining. And I feel like it won't because Jeff Jarrett's there. So. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably a good. I don't think oh. Jeff Jarrett is capable of uh, going 13 minutes without the focus on him, especially when it's like at ringside. Jeez. There it is. See, like there we go. He's camera on him. Boom. Make sure it's on him. Douglas with a clothesline. He's taunting James Storm. Look at look at down here sitting in the corner. He's exhausted, dude. He's never been a referee before. Shane does the evil smirk for a snap suplex. He must be very confident with his snap suplexes if he's throwing oh. out evil smirks. He had the knee on the throat. We can't have that here. What the fuck? It's just messed up. It's pure violence. Shane going for another. No. Well, Harris might have deadweighted him there. No. Well, Harris is a big guy, too, though. So. Yeah. Delayed vertical. Down we go. Shane Douglas is uh, again. Lucky. I'm Shane Douglas. You can all cast my ass. Cut the fucking music. That's my favorite Shane Douglas. <laughs> it's so good. Shane Cut Douglas is the awesome. The fucking music. The franchise. Yeah. You gotta do the hands. The triple threat, baby. Shane Douglas. I've said it before, but I met Shane Douglas, and he was cool as fuck. Uh, he seems like a decent guy. Yeah, he you was know, awesome. The only thing that sucks for uh, Shane Douglas, as he's just got a camel clutch of sorts here on Chris Harris, is uh, I wanted to love him in WCW, like when he went back in like 99, 2000. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he couldn't say cut the fucking music really bummed me out. I just wanted him to show up on TNT. Like, if he was in AEW and they were allowed one swear word, if I'm Tony Khan, I'd be like, Shane, every week you got the F word. Just do it. Just Cut do the it. fucking music. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time there was an F-bomb dropped on Dynamite, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. All the fans giving uh, the middle finger to Shane Douglas. We've really fucking slowed this down. And it was kind of weird to begin with, but we've super slowed down now. This is Shane Douglas, like, stalling in a match. He's working a house show match right now. He's They're like, Shane, we need you to fill, like, 17 minutes. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? I haven't worked 17 minutes since fucking 1996. So he's just doing, like, basic uh, strikes here. Mind you, he's wrestling in a black T-shirt and Tommy Hilfiger jeans. Well, yeah, why not? The only time people wear that is like when it's a street fight. I do want. I would love one of those uh, franchise uh, T-shirts that are 
I think they make like a, I mean, it's not the same one, of course, I don't think, but. No, but like a version of it. I'm sure he's got. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah, but their shirts like, you know, suck. Well, they suck and then you get your information stolen, you know. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Not if you use PayPal, but, you know, not everyone in the fucking world uses PayPal. Oh, there's there's one on Redbubble. There you go. Where you can also get an Ico pot t-shirt. That's right. I don't even know if this is like the same thing. Bulldog out of the corner. Come on, Chris Harris. Just all you gotta do is pin him, and then you're you're still the number one contender. Oh, Tommy drop. Closing. Chris Harris going to the top rope. Look at the fire in Chris Harris. And crossbody. One, two, two. Oh, he kicks out. Are you kidding me? Tanae and uh, Jarrett yelling at each other, my favorite. Okay, that was the shittiest clothesline. Did you see that? Well, you know what? He's been working a lot the last several uh, weeks. I know. Here. I don't, I don't Multiple times. We got just over eight minutes left in the show. Chris Harris is on literal fumes right now. You can't even punch him. And according to Meltzer, you can't really punch when he's 100%. So just imagine him when he's at 20%. Look, he can't even run the... Harris is gassed. Yeah, he must be. Back elbows. Right on the ear. Do you do you think because Chris Harris is primarily a tag team wrestler, that's why he struggles in these long form matches? It very well could be, and I could understand that though. If you were strictly oh, tag like, team, I think they're both dead. To be honest with you, well, look how Greg Douglas is. He's not used to wrestling in jeans and a t-shirt. No, Harris is doing double duty again this week, and isn't really used to long, like you said, long form singles matches. I mean, and then you got your a shitty ass referee, and now Jarrett has a rolly rolly chair from the announce table. What? Is he about to hit James Storm with it? Or was he going to no give it to Shane Douglas for him to get some <laughs> Dude, I don't know what he was about to do with that. Don Harris telling him to just stay there. I'm telling you. Oh, Shane Douglas sent James Storm, I think, into the ring post. Oh, oh dude. He's got a chain. Wait, you got to put it up in the air. That way we know it's a chain, Shane. There we go. <laughs> he wraps around his chest. Oh. oh, and he punches Chris Harris. That should be it. Chain Douglas is a chain. One, two. Oh, he oh, kicks out. He kicked out. I can't believe it. This is match has got me gassed too, man, but. <laughs> Holy shit. Jeff Jarrett can't believe it. He's up on the apron. Don Harris is like, get the fuck down. Here, James Storm is in the ring as he's distracted. And he countered it. He's doing an insiguri instead of a super kick, which is silly, but that's what happened. Spear, a very slow spear by Harris. One, two, three. Got it. 
He did it. Way to go. The number one contender of the NWA Heavyweight Champion of the World. Don't forget, he's the fucking number one contender. Do not forget it. That means, remember now, that means on the 17th, Chris Harris, because he's beaten the Naturals, and now Shane Douglas, he is ready for Jeff For Jeff Jarrett. That's right, he is. Oh, and Kevin Northcott. Oh, there's Russo. He kind of looks, if that shirt was green, he'd be Steve from Blue's Clues. But no, (laughs) it is Vince Russo in a striped gray sweater, shaved face, short hair. Very different look than we're used to here in TNA. What's going to happen here? Well, oh, that's Michael Shane wearing the franchise shirt. <laughs> yeah, he's pissed off. Did Jeff Jarrett have his title the whole time, or did that just randomly show up? No, he had it. It was at the announce table, though. Okay. Russo raised Harris's hand, high-fiving James Storm. Kill the music? No, you're supposed to say, cut the fucking cut music. The fuck. Okay, music's off. Chris Harris, bro. March 17th, you and that man. I'm canceling it, bro. Are you ready? Yeah. Crowd is... James Storm James Storm should be like, no. He's not James, ready. is your partner ready? Hell yeah. I hope James Storm turns on him right now. Wait, so there's one thing that's really bothering me, James. Chris Harris is so ready. Then why did you screw Shane Douglas? Hmm. Hmm. Just the second week in a row that you interfered in his matches. Boy. So is he trying to say he's not ready? So how are you and Chris any different from that man on the ramp? It's actually interesting because... In the beginning of the show, Tanae did mention that James Storm wasn't supposed to be out there. Interesting. So do buy it, buy the book, down the middle, do it the right way. What have I been doing? That's what he said. <laughs> the crowd's chanting bullshit. Huh. He ain't ready. I'm doing this for your own good. Let me tell you something, Chris. You see him? I know him. And you are not ready for March 17th. Wow. What a turn of events. I think that he should wrestle in four matches leading up to Jarrett. And that's the whole show for March 17th. No. No, like a stepladder show? It's like, all right, you got yeah. challenger number it's six. It's like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Oh. He cornered Russo. You ain't going to postpone anything. The contract has already been signed. March 17th. I'm wrestling Jeff Jarrett for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Whether you like it or not. You know what, Chris? That's exactly what I wanted to hear from you. I think you're ready. The passion. You're telling me that you're ready. And you're telling me that he's ready? Yeah, yeah. 
you people are telling me that he's ready, Damn then right. you know what I'm going to do, bro? He's going to fight him and I button Jared over. That's right, bro. <laughs> I can see it right. Dude, you can see it right through this shit. March 17th. March, the match will take place. Let me say this. I wash my hands of this. I'm not responsible for what happens because, in my opinion, you are not ready. Wow. Strong words by Director of Operations, Vince Russo. You want me to show you how ready I am? I'll wrestle both Team Canada and Team NWA next week. <laughs> what? He doesn't want to wait? Is that what he's saying? Charon challenged Jared to come to the ring. Jared did. Which I'm is surprised Jared. Yeah, he usually would be like, no. James Storm's just in the corner yawning. Okay, they're both trying to pull him apart now. Don Harrison, James Storm, that is. Now Don's finally getting involved. Well, he went over doing to James Storm and goes, okay, let's break it up. Finally doing his security job. Holy shit. Harris just launched himself over Don Harris, which is pretty impressive. Where's all the security for this pull apart? This that makes a lot more sense to me. There's something going on here. Besides, like, hey, we were both tag team champions. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it. Um, oh. How do we feel about it there, Dallas? I feel like you're gonna say it was a good show. I liked the show. I thought it was a fun show. See, I don't, I don't hate it. I just felt like a lot of stuff was just happening to happen. Like Kazarian, oh, I Lynn, agree. Kazarian and Lynn was like a good match, but I wasn't invested in it because it was just like a thing. Right. I think for me, in this is gonna sound kind of bad. I feel like, but I, I liked everything besides the Chris Harris stuff. Yeah, I don't think they're, I don't think they're doing a good job with. Uh, with the Chris Harris promotion. Because honestly, that's the only stuff on this show that I didn't like. I didn't like him fighting Kevin Northcutt, and I didn't like him fighting Shane Douglas. I liked the the 10-man tag was surprisingly a lot of fun. Yeah. I really liked that. Um, and then, you know, I, I agree with the Kazarian Lynn thing. It do, It's true. At least, I guess, if anything, they did do that little promo before that I do feel like saved it from being like literally the most random thing ever yeah like there was a some level of a purpose like kazarian feel you know feels jilted right it is just super fucking random that's all yeah and i mean like some of the moves i mean the moves were like impactful and stuff but again like the build for it yeah was I just agree. like so short that it's like right I don't it's just you know just moves for the sake of moves to an extent yeah uh, I agree. I think the team Team Japan being introduced like very casually, I thought was kind of interesting, just because I don't think they've mentioned them at all. Uh, but I was it was a pleasant surprise. I I'm sitting here like, oh, these guys are comedy wrestlers. I I like them, but that's what they are to me. And then they had a pretty good match, I thought. And I mean, Team NWA, can you really go wrong with Saban, Skipper, and Dutt? I mean, no, right. not, not really. Uh, and Styles and Abyss was a very fun brawl. Uh, I think we're extending that story probably a little more than it needs to be. Uh, I mean, I know lockdown's a little bit away, but uh, <laughs> but no, for real. It, I do think it's kind of like dragging on a little long, but it was a fun match. So for me, overall, Bob, 
I think it's a thumbs up show. I think it's could, worth watching. Could you imagine that if at lockdown 2005, they're like, these guys have been feuding since March 2004. I and actually can. I can. Inside <laughs> of a steel cage, we settle the differences. The video package for that alone would be about probably 15 minutes if they were to go from the very beginning of the feud or whatever. Right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a, a mild thumbs up. Okay, man, that counts. I think like for yeah. me, for me, it's it's more this week. It seems to be more the match quality versus the storyline driven stuff on this particular show. Yeah. Because really, even the other stuff, there really not there's no storyline stuff going on. The only thing that we have to look forward to after the America the X Cup is is really the uh, Jarrett and Chris Harris match. We know ICP is going to be at the World X Cup, which is kind of like another draw to try to get you to watch the show. But as someone who could probably care less or couldn't care less about ICP, to be honest, that for me. That if I wasn't going to buy it anyways, that's not making me buy the show. No. But I do think it. I do think it's nice to have something else. We talked about it for the first America's X Cup. It's nice that there's going to be something else on the show that we can look forward to. Um. Yeah. Because if it was just the tournament, I would be kind of bummed about that. But right. And who knows what a, a dark carnival match could be. Yeah, so if they, they were to if they were to incorporate, I guess some like hardcore violent stuff, it'll change it up a bit because I'm sure the X Cup stuff will be off high flying and you know what I mean. So it'll be a, a good change of pace, I guess. So. Right. I don't know. I think there's there's some opportunity. It's like when they it's not as cool as when they did the like Wednesday Bloody Wednesday the first one. Yeah. Because that really got us hyped up for that show in particular. Yeah. But it's something. So um, yeah. I don't know. Next week, though, it is the America's X Cup 2, Team Canada versus Team AAA, Team Mexico, if you will. Um, I think I'm actually looking forward to it, and it is a bit of a different format than the last America's X Cup, which to me already makes it better. So I don't know about you, Bob, but I'm actually kind of looking forward to next week's show. I hope I'm not let down, but it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, hopefully it's uh, a better show than I'm... Uh, anticipating but uh i'm also kind of i'm definitely more excited for the 17th just because like i want to see what they just what they do with uh for sure what they do with um chris harris and how they maybe potentially get themselves out of it i don't know we'll see yeah i'm curious (laughs) uh yes you got anything else for this week's episode uh bob i don't think i do but, you know, if you guys are enjoying the show, be sure to follow us over on Twitter at Cross the Line TNA or on Facebook at TNA Cross the Line Pod. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post all the episodes. And there's one other bonus episode on there just for fun that's kind of old now. But you could still watch it. You can just type in TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, next week is the America's X Cup. But in two weeks, it's Harris and Jarrett. The only way that we can do that is if we wrap it up here. So until then, for Dallas Grizzly, I am Bob Conley Jr. And this has been the TNA Crossline Podcast. <laughs>